If you're listening to this podcast, there's a good chance that you're a hunter or you just enjoy the great outdoors. Now is the time to step up. There have been countless efforts to vilify hunters, denounce the legitimacy of the science-based wildlife management model. There is no science to this stance and it is solely emotionally charged. We don't want to see what happened with the grizzly hunt replay itself again with the remaining large carnivores and big game species. It's a slippery slope, folks. We need to stand together. Now is the time for hunters to be united across all organizations and show our combined support. Please go to wildsheepsociety.com forward slash act now and follow the steps. It doesn't take much time and it will help save the future of hunting. This applies to residents and non-residents alike. Please let's use our voice and be heard. On with the show, folks. This is episode 31 of the Wilderness Locals podcast. On this episode of the podcast, Waste Dog and myself sit down with our buddy Jared Tolkien from Tolkien Traditional Archery. This podcast is brought to you by Kafaro International, the toughest hunting gear on the planet, bar none. Frontiersman gear, high quality, completely custom, handmade knives made in the heart of the peace country. And as always, we're brought to you by Just Shooting Arrows, BC's premier archery shop. Yeah, oh, yeah, I don't know. I got a, I got a COVID test oh. today, though, so that was sweet. They run it up that thing up your nose? Oh. Yeah, yeah, they did. <sighs> they did. So. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. I, so. know, I know Snyder said when he's like, oh, yeah, we, we all had COVID. We were down in Texas, and he's like, we started, like, taking Ivamac. That's what you give horses yeah. to deworm them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like funny story, I've been to like a million brandings because I'm from Alberta and and uh, you sometimes yeah. actually accidentally get Ivamec on you all the time. And I've accidentally been shot with a shot of black leg too. So what? I'm, co- I'm covered. <laughs> what is that? Yeah, when, you, when you like you get your calves and you have to like black leg them and then you give them Ivamec and then you castrate them or do whatever. Oh, I asked somebody was running the needle gun and actually give me a shot. So I'm good for black leg. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think people know, Jared, I don't think people know that Wacy's like a real cowboy. Like, like not like, yeah. not like a, uh, that guy's a cowboy. Not like he's a wild man, but he's like an actual cowboy. Yeah. Yeah. He can, he can, uh, take care of the cows huh well it did like i was telling him i was like yeah i think i'm gonna buy a little like little like pack horse like a little pony or mule or something he's like yeah yeah we got 110 of them I'm like what oh sheesh who are you no oh, i wouldn't I, I wouldn't buy man the thing with everybody thinks it's a great idea to go to the mountains with mules but you're married to them like you can't just like, well, we're going to bug out over the next oh, two ridges for the next day or two and, and leave the horses tied to a tree. It just like, doesn't work like that. Yeah. I don't know. It's pain in the ass. I, I've been telling Jared. And, and, and it's got to be like. Go ahead, Jared. Like one of your main hobbies. If these are meals that are worth anything, it's got to be like one of your top hobbies. Yeah. You, you have to be a mule. You have to be a mule skinner. Or a horseman, if you're like going to be anywhere yep. prof- proficient yep. at handling those animals, so. I want to be like a horse boy, like yep. just you know, part time. <laughs> 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 like, like, I want. <laughs> yeah, what you need uh, is a buddy. 
Yeah, dude. You need a buddy down the road who has good ones. Well, I have a buddy, but he's in Alberta. So that's no, that's no use to me. Right. Um, right. Well, I've right. been reading all these, these romantic, like 1950s, like settle in the West, like uh, cowboy hunting, outfitting, guiding books. And man, they're like, every time I close that thing and I'm about to go to bed, I'm like, man, I got to get some horses. That would rule. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're so romantic, uh, right? It's like, yeah, these guys yeah. are, these guys are talking about like going and finding their their four, their four uh, pack horses on their saddle. Horse. Oh man, it just sounds so cool. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, like, it, it's your grandpa probably did that, Jared. Hey, quite a bit. Yeah, he he had uh, he had two hundred head for a while there, and uh, when my dad became an adult, he never really wanted anything to do with horses again. <laughs> he was over it. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, like it's like my kids are really into it, and like I grew up doing. I trained horses for people, trained horses for my dad, and I made money at it for quite a long time, and then. It's almost like I burned out on it. Like I was just done with it. Yeah, right? I just, it. I just, when I went to work and started having kids, I just walked away from it all, but I'm starting to go back a little bit now. Look, Wacey, yeah. train me yeah. a real low maintenance horse. Like give me one. Yeah, I can drop low. off at like the Apple store when I'm not using it. Yeah. Low maintenance horses That's are tough. like a, a lot of money. Really? <laughs> yeah. The more bomb proof <laughs> they are, the more bomb proof, the more they cost. I'll take one with like a messed up leg or something. Like I'll take one with a hitch and it's giddy up. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's a tough, it's a tough life for horses, like mountain horses. I don't know. I've been, I've been in on some pretty bad experiences with horses breaking legs and stuff. It's not the best. Oh yeah. Honestly, dude, oh, like yeah. it's right. honestly, dude, it's like load up your eight days of mountain houses and put your pack on your back. Back and go. Yeah. Like, like what my, what my dad does, my dad's 70 years old, dude. And he's still like, he'll still do drop camps for guys. Like he'll load up a pack string of mules, like 12 mules. And he'll load up all these guys into shit and drop them and take them into sheep country and drop them off. And then he'll come out by himself. Cause he, all them guys, they'll just hike out. So he'll go in, mm-hmm. he'll go in and they all, everybody rides a mule. Right. And plus whatever everybody packs. And uh, he'll come out leading everything by himself and in and sleep under spruce trees and stuff. And he's like 70 years old. And like, <laughs> oh, I was like, told him, I'm right like, on. you're not doing this anymore. You're pretty, he won't. We're actually going in in the, this summer. Yeah. We're going into the mountains for a little trip. So. Oh, that'd be cool. 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 We did that. Uh, we, we talked a buddy into me and me and another friend talked to a friend of ours into dropping us off in the Bob Marshall a couple of years ago. That was, that was nice. We, we, we've been doing all these backpacking trips and we're like, well, how much stuff we can, can we bring? You know, he's like, bring whatever you want, bring a lawn chair for goodness sake. He's like, <laughs> bring canned food, and bring some steaks. We're like, we're not going to be used to this, man. That's <laughs> amazing. Did one time I got a story about all this. So this is how, this is how it goes. So when you, we, there was a whole crew of us, we were going in sheep hunting and we got to our second night so we rode for two days and our second night we set up camp and we had a wall tent and stuff. So we set up and we let everything graze, but we hobbled them. I don't know if people don't know what hobbled is, is you pretty, you tie their front legs together. So they just kind of hop around and graze. And my dad tethered his saddle horse. He was the only guy that tethered his horse that night, every mule 
and horse single file hopped all the way back to the parking lot in the trucks. So my dad had to go saddle up his horse, ride for two days to catch up to him and couldn't bring him all the way back in. And he tied him head to tail, the whole string. Yeah. That's how much. So we lost, we all lost pretty much three days of sheep hunting waiting on freaking animals. Yep. Yep. Trying to catch some horses. Yep. That dad, I, I'm trying to remember if he even had a horse or if he had to run to catch him. He did that one time. And I think it was 26 miles from to their camp in the Bob Marshall. It was a, a pretty good hoof catching up with the horses and turning 30 head around and bringing them back to camp. That's wild, yeah. man. Dude, that's a bad day. Yeah. <laughs> you ever listen to the old, you ever listen to the old Fred bear field notes and like they're reading them on like the podcast field notes. Uh-uh. If Fred talks about it. They were up in the Yukon or Northern BC. I can't remember. And he talks about it. Like they started the trip with 30 horses. And by the end of the trip, they're down to like 15 horses. Because <laughs> some just, some just left. Some died. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so when Ty texts me today, he's like, I need a mule. I'm like, no, you don't. It's the best way in the mountains to get hurt. Really? eh? Oh boy. Yeah. yeah. I assumed it was a dirt bike, but you're right mm-hmm. yeah I, I guess they have a mind yeah. of their own right <laughs> yeah like it's good to like the thing with when i was growing up is my dad and everybody got broke horses but me and my brother we always got the young <laughs> horses because my dad's wanted to train horses and there's no better place to train a horse than pointing them up a steep hill so like right right it, yep. i hated it right steady getting bucks oh, off yeah. <laughs> oh man <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Grou- grouse flushes under their feet, and pretty soon you're hanging on for dear life. Yeah, I don't mind hiking, man. It, uh, when you got a backpack and your food in your bag, you're just free to go. Like you don't have to be right. back to look after horses or nothing. You just hike over the next ridge, keep going. Yeah, right. yeah, man. And that's we're, and we're so spoiled. We we got all this light gear. It's not like we we have to pack in cans of food and stuff. Yeah, no, yeah. That's one thing that hunting changed for me big time. Like actually wanting to go hiking, you know, because up until I got into hunting later in life, I was like, if I was going in the woods, it was like dirt bike, mountain bike, something, you know, it was, it was very slim chance. Yeah, I was yeah. hoofing around on my, on my feet, you know? And, uh, yeah, not, not climbing to the top of the mountain just to, just to say you did it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's turned into my favorite thing ever. Like just going for a hike. You right. Know? Right. I was, I was just poking here on the computer. I was kind of started writing a little story just for fun. I, I think I titled it the mule deer made me do it. And, is basically just about that. All the places that, that I've gotten to see and get to see sunrises and sunsets from the tops of peaks that I'd have never done, done that if it weren't for hunting, you know? Oh yeah. That's the truth, man. I mean, some yeah. of those, some of those places you go elk hunting, like a gazillion miles into deadfall, like on the side of a yep. mountain, nobody's ever been like even places that have never been logged and stuff like that. You're like, Oh, like nobody, yep. there's yep. no reason for anybody to be here unless you're chasing, uh, chasing critters, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you always find something cool while you're back there. Yeah. Like I said, see, see something neat. 
Yeah. 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 That's, that's the truth. I love it, man. It's, it's my favorite, my favorite stuff ever is just getting out exploring. You know, I, I yep. find even when seasons are closed here, I'm like, all right, let's go like load yep. up, yep. load load up one of the kids or whatever, go by myself, you know? Yeah. Jared said too, with gear, man, look how far gears come. Like you can carry a stove that weighs ounces and like meals that don't go bad. And it's just like, yeah, so much easier. Okay. So <laughs> by the first hunt that I ever did with, with Wacy, Jared was our Alberta hunt together. Right. And, and I'm, I'm like, uh, I don't know. I don't know if you'd say hyper prepared, but I'm like prepared. And I, I always have like, I always have good, good gear. And like, I I've always spent good money on gear and stuff like that. And we're on this hunt and Wacy's the kind of dude that can afford whatever he wants and buy whatever he wants and, and get the coolest stuff. But he like takes pride in having some crappy gear and mm-hmm. like he's, he's suffering on the side of this, like, this knob that we're glassing off and it's like i don't know gazillion mile an hour frozen wind whipping sideways like burning your face off and he's like sitting on the ground shivering and he looks over at me and i'm in like nice puffy and i'm in one of those you know those helinox like i think it's called a chair zero they're like under a pound i'm like sitting in a chair off of the ground He's like, yeah. what? Guess, guess, guess what? Waste dog owns now. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. the, the Healing Hawks chair. Yeah. I got yeah. bag. But man, yeah, it's I'm like you have to buy those. Those look nice. You're so right, though. It's like some of the stuff that's out now just like makes makes such hard conditions so easy. You know, like I was all toasty. I was eating M and M's and stuff. Chad, Chad and Wacy were both suffering big time. <laughs> laying on yeah. the frozen ground like I, i've always kind of taken pride and just kind of hunt with what you got too right i never been yeah, like i'm just not a techie gear tech guy i'm starting like since i started hanging out with time getting more and more into it but yeah i love that stuff i, I kind of always have just been like well this is what i got so i better make it work and, yep yep same here same here man <laughs> i uh I would shred a pair of military wool pants every year jumping over blowdowns, but they were like 12 bucks at the armory surplus place. So I just <laughs> grab a couple of pairs every year. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, they're quiet yep. though. Oh, they're, they're good. I know. I'm still, I'm still back and forth. I like the, like these high tech pants, but, uh, wool's pretty awesome. Pants are one of those things though, man. Like I, I've spent the big money on some of the big name pants before and you know, 19 months later, 20 months later, and they have holes in the knees. You're like, I don't know if it's worth the 350 bucks I just spent right. on these, you know, like, right. I don't know. I am I'm, I'm doing the, uh, I'm doing the Aaron Snyder trick and just running those Prana Zion pants like steady. Now that's like my all year pant. And then I just change what I layer it with basically. Nice. And I got a, I got a wicked story about Sika cause I know everybody hates on Sika, but like, it was 2007 and me and my wife just got married or 2008. She's going to kill me for that. Uh, I think it was 08. Maybe. Does your wife listen to this? Oh yeah. She tunes in. Man. Really? My she wife called, doesn't, my wife doesn't listen called, to it. And I give her, I give her heck about it. My wife calls me, calls me out on shit all the time. Really? <laughs> she, yeah. She's like, she's like, you don't talk enough. I'm like, I don't know. Ty's got it covered. I'm just listening. But, <laughs> 
But anyway, when we got married, I she bought me some Sitka and it was the Mothwing. Like Sitka, the original pattern was ASAT, I think. And then the next pattern was Mothwing. I can't remember, but I think ASAT had Moth. I think First Light had ASAT, didn't they? Well, I thought Sitka originally originally had the ASAT pattern, but I'm not sure. ASAT's wicked. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I had this Mothwing stuff. I wore it, man. I wore that stuff like six, eight years. I wore it out. Like I just wore it, just plain wore it out. It was good gear. Yeah. And then I just put it on the shelf and I bought some more Sitka. And then I actually wore out that set. And then I my, I just bought another new set. But anyway, my buddy's like, tell me, he's like, hey, yeah, just uh, email Sitka uh, and uh, they'll send you new gear. If your stuff's wore out, just warranty. They have a lifetime warranty. So I emailed them guys. And I sent him pictures, of all the gear. And he's like, yeah, sure. Here you go. And he, he said, go on the page, pick out, pick out whatever you want and we'll ship it to you. And we'll cover all the duty and shipping. And it, oh. within a, within a week, I had all new freaking sick of gear. Are you sick, really? Is that true? Yeah, man. They're, they're sick of warranty. Like I was thinking about bailing and, and cause I've been wearing that stuff a long time. And I was like, oh, I'm going to try something else, you know? But after that, like customer service and how the warranty was, I'm like, man, you guys got me. Yeah, sure. I uh, I got a I got a bin yeah. of blown out crotched stuff that I should call them about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. I wonder what, I know. They, what they say about sticking. Say again. Go ahead. I know. Well, I just know how everybody hates on uh, Sitka or whatever, but it's like their warranty yeah. is pretty bang up. <laughs> no, that's neat. Yeah. So wait, wait, see so you, uh, you go up into the sheep country very often. No, I know I haven't in a long time, um, yep. since I started having kids and stuff. We used to go quite a bit when I was younger, but it's been yep. a long time, but my dad's been, he goes every year still. And so cool. he, he never missed a beat. I just got busy with kids. I got four kids and then working and, and then yeah. I like the money, like the, the meat in the freezer for me was like moose and elk and stuff. So I'm like, well, I need to really like put my, put my time where it counts. Right. Cause sheep don't really like feed my family. So. Right. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's hard when you, when you got kids, it's hard to do those, those six, eight, 10 day trips, but doing some weekend warrior stuff, you know, three, three, four days stuff is wife puts up with that pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Like this, this goat hunt, me and tired doing. This will be the first mountain hunt I've been on. I mean, Jesus, I don't know. I was maybe 15, 16 last time I was in the mountains. So it's been a long time. Cool. Right on. It's right pretty, on. pretty exciting. I'm pretty excited about that hunt. Our dates changed and we had a, uh, we had a like <laughs> code red, code red, everybody panic. And uh, the guys that are helping us out on that hunt in that country. They, uh, they're like, calm down, dude. It's fine. It it only actually worked out to, I think, four days later. So it's all good. Okay. Sweet. Should be yeah. cool. I'm pretty excited about it, though, man. Like, <laughs> the, the whole archery goat thing seems pretty fun. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it'll be a good time. Yeah. Should, should know in about, let's see, I think it's about a month before I find out. I... I'm wanting a tag where we, uh, I, I helped my buddy get that one with a rifle this last fall. And the whole time I'm like, Oh, that one, that one, Oh, we could kill that one with a bow here. Take 
Wait, whoa, go, go. Yeah. <laughs> is he not? There, was, there it, were some opportunities there. Is he not an archer? Um, you know, he, he has, he has shot some stuff with bows through the years, but his, his dad actually owns like a gun sight company. Oh, cool. And, uh, so he, he's kind of, he likes promoting his dad's stuff. And so he had a, he had a rifle he wanted to shoot it with. So cool. But, uh, yeah, there was, there was some archery opportunity there. So I was, um, I'm hoping I pull it this year. <laughs> that reminds me of something funny. So I have a couple of gun builds on the go right now. And the other oh, yeah. day I was talking to, to Chad, who has that, that whip. He stole that whip from me. Yep. Um, but I'm chatting with him. He's like, Hey, how's your rifle builds coming? I was like, I completely forgot I had rifle builds. Like that's how, <laughs> that's how interested in guns I am. I called, I called the dudes that are making the barrels and I was like, Hey, do you still have my rifles? And they're like, yeah, they've been done for like four, four, four or five weeks now. I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. I'll come get those. Like, right on. <laughs> I don't know. It's yeah, just like, yeah. not something I think about ever, you know? Yeah, yeah. What when I was, used to be into rifles quite a bit, but I just kind of like I got all loading equipment. I used to load all my own stuff and do load development, and I just give up on it. Kind of like when I start really get into archery, but I got a I got a two seventy. I really want to figure out just to kind of sheep gun kind of thing. But yeah, there you go. Yeah, the hand the hand loading is fun. I I grew up doing that, and I still do do a good amount and enjoy it and make sure I got a rifle ready. Cause inevitably I'll have tags left after our tree season and no meat in the freezer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never uh, enough meat in the freezer. How's, uh, how's this, that Kafaru pack? You liking it? Oh yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I, yeah, I, uh, I actually, I was going to put a good hike in with it. Oh, Sunday morning, right? That was yesterday, yesterday morning. Um, I had a big plan took off. I had this big plan. I, I knew this spot. I was going to find a bear up there and, uh, got to the trailhead and it's a, it's a one trail in and out to this one box Canyon. And I got there and of course there was a truck already there. So my plan was blown out of the water. So I didn't do it much, much for, uh, took a couple short hikes, but yeah, I, I played around with the pack a little bit, put some uh, put some weight in it here at the house, and ran around with it. And uh, I tell you, the the biggest thing for me is I'm not very big, and most of these packs you buy, you know, they're made to they're a one size fits all. They got enough strap on there to fit, you know, a behemoth <laughs> of a man, right? Yeah. And so yeah. I suck I sucked down all the straps, and I got enough straps to to make a rope and hang an elk quarter, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I never I've never had a pack that that I really felt you know fit me quite right. And this this last one, you know, I'd been looking to upgrade for a while. Um, every time I'd come out with you know like a whole whole mule deer in my pack or something something real heavy. I'd, uh, I'd be suffering. I I'd get a big lump on my back and get Oof. rubbed up pretty good. And so I, uh, yeah, I was looking, looking to upgrade for a while, but I don't, uh, you know, like, like this, you know, you can order the, uh, heck they had like four or five different sizes of waist belts and different shoulder straps. And so definitely made to fit me. 
Yeah, they're they're uh their beauty, how they're set up with the the all the different length straps and everything. And I mean, they even get into different back profiles and stuff like that. If you have an oddball shaped back, they're 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 hard to beat, man. I don't I don't know if you actually yep. can. And uh you went with a hoodlum, right? Yeah, yeah. I like the uh I like the the long zipper pockets. I gotta have like a spotting scope tripod yeah. pockets on the sides. Um so yeah, and then that thing's got plenty of space i'm gonna i can't imagine not being able to fit everything i want to inside the the pack but yeah we'll find out here <laughs> yeah I, I end up running mine with uh with a lid and then um i run those belt pouches on the back of it just a little extra you know it's nice to have mm-hmm. the um like i don't know about Mo- montagna but uh here in bc <laughs> i need the i need rain gear like handy like now because we start no. sometimes you end up like even if it's not raining you'll end up in just vegetation that'll just like make you drenched and hate life for the next few days <laughs> so yeah. like just can't dry out in some of these places up here right i bet so i just have the rain gear like right on the outside of the bag like i think i even had it in alberta because i'm an idiot but <laughs> i was like geared up for alberta man i was like man this guy is prepared <laughs> ready to go <laughs> well i didn't know that you could cruise around in alberta in like a freaking kia sonata and jump out in your jogging shoes and go for like a rip it's stupid in a blue puffy yeah exactly exactly <laughs> you could roll into most of those places in a two-wheel drive car and get out and like literally tear aways and just yeah, yeah. <laughs> man remember when the tearaways came out i wore them to school one time somebody ripped one off time. you yeah man it's stupid <laughs> uh, jared you're the same age as this right yeah 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 that's funny uh um, it's funny how some of that stuff is universal like like stuff oh, that yeah. you grew up with right it's like yeah it doesn't matter where you grew up it all came out at the same time yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah that packs that packs cool though yeah it'll be it'll be nice to see you stuff a mule deer inside of it this year heck yeah yeah hoping i got i got one that i left two years ago that uh that i'm i'm pretty excited to go see if i can find it i don't know how in the world the guy'd kill one up there with a bow but i'll probably go try yeah it's is, uh, does Dan have do any of that with you or no? No, no. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But he, a, <laughs> a couple of years ago, actually when I was, when I was up, uh, hunting a mule deer in, a, in this really, really nasty spot. And I was going up there by myself for a, for an overnighter. And, uh, my mom, she's like the worrying type. She goes, Dan, you, I don't like him going out there alone. You know, you, <laughs> why don't, why don't you, you go with him? Yeah, it looks and goes, you go with him. I don't want to <laughs> sleep up there. <laughs> oh, man. Your mom is so funny, man. That's I phoned there. I phoned there. Your dad gave me the number, but he wants to give me like the house number. Oh, probably. I don't know. So I phoned your mom answers and I'm like, oh, hey, is Dan there? 
And she's like, uh, yeah, hold on. Um, oh, he's tied up right now. She's like, so how are things in Canada? And I'm like, oh, well, pretty good. <laughs> so I just bullshitted with your mom. You spotted you out. <laughs> yeah, she, she sussed me out. I didn't even tell her where I was from. So she, yeah, I must, we must have an accent tie or what? Like, I don't even oh, know. Oh, we this. sound weird, I think, for sure. Yeah, yeah, Wacey's got more than Ty does. Really? Yep, yep. Yeah. Not, nothing like those people in Quebec, though, man. Yeah, I went that's to Quebec once. You can, you cannot understand what those people are saying. <laughs> no clue. No clue. Well, even Iron Will Iron Will Bill is like, man, you guys got a real thick Canadian accent. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I wonder if we're like just just it's I don't know if it's just like slang that we use or something because a lot of the stuff that we say up here does not compute down there you know right right Ugh. Hmm. Yeah. i was thinking too like i was like i really want to come down and try some bows and stuff and i was like man i was thinking maybe me and jared could be a, like a remote spot on the border and he could just like huck some bows across <laughs> the line <laughs> there, there, not- there is nothing on and on the uh like the Alberta Montana border there. It's like, there's, there's nothing. I mean, there's a road that goes down literally down the line and there's nothing on either side. I mean, it's just, it's like, imagine like just the biggest prairie you've ever seen and a road down the middle of it. And that road is the Canadian line. That's (laughs) it. I mean, there there ain't no fence. There ain't no, I mean, there's a, a patrol truck that drives by every, four hours or something you know <laughs> it's nothing here here in bc we have the same thing but uh it, like you'll see people sitting on opposite sides like in lawn chairs chatting oh nice <laughs> yeah 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 it's yep. uh i think it's a pretty far departure from you guys' southern border yeah, yeah. maybe we could have like a tolky bow bow day and then we'll <laughs> You go, we'll just meet at the border. And, yeah, right. I'll get a bunch and I've of- got practice from hucking those bows around the shop. I can huck them across the, uh, <laughs> across the uh, border there. Uh, <laughs> did you listen I to that episode it. with uh, um, Trent Wanker? Yeah. Yeah, I was cracking up. That's funny. Well, I, just, I just laugh so hard. Think, picture Dan whipping long bows across the shop. Yeah, See, yeah, I try yeah. to, I try to be like unbiased when I talk to other boyers and stuff on the podcast now because I can generally shoe, shoehorn Tolkien into any conversation. But like, it's not appropriate <laughs> if I do it with another boyer, right? right I can't right. be like, "See, you've been a boyer for a while." So is my buddy Jared. He's great. You should check his bows out. Maybe quit. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, but no, there's there's plenty of room, and it's it's fun to see some guys that are our age getting into it and building. It's it's pretty neat, and they're building yeah. some nice bows. Yeah, I tra- tell you what, uh, a, few, a few of these young guys like Trent getting into it, they're. Uh, they're building building better better bows than a lot of the guys who've been in it for a long time. So pretty cool. Yeah. The last the last I heard of Trent's lead time was like fourteen months or something. That was like I had inquired about a bow like two years ago, and he said on the podcast he's twenty four months. Yeah, he said he said twenty four oh. months, and then he went ah eh, plus, which <laughs> that's awesome, man. Like. Being a guy, yeah. Being a guy that's made a living uh, taking orders and building stuff too for a long time, I uh, 
That's what you want to see. You want to see a guy have a giant book of business, you know? I mean, like you guys too, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It, it's cool. Has, has business been uh, staying steady through through all this? You year? know, it, it did. And then this year, we basically have taken a uh, little over double the orders we can produce ever since January. So we're like into August probably now. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. We were, we were staying pretty caught up until mid January and then it cut loose, but it'll slow down July through fall. It's kind of slows down and we, uh, we get quite a few done in there. So we usually get kind of back, get our lead time shortened back up by December. I like the guys that phone in August and are wondering if they can have their bow for September. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, and, that's like right now you and I are talking about a bow for me, Jared. And I'm like, yeah, no panic. Cause I won't have time to learn how to shoot it between now and hunting season. Like, yeah, so, oh yeah. so it's no oh, rush. Like yeah. I'll hunt we're, with we're, it next year. You're going to pick it up and shoot one arrow through it. And you're like, yep, it's going goat hunting. Yeah. Uh, home. Oh, dude. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't have another wood bow right now either, is the thing. I know. I know. The problem. <laughs> I do that. Yeah. that yeah, I tell you, it's funny. Back in the day when, when uh, we weren't totally swamped, um, we'd have some guys call and be like that. And we'd be like, well, you want to do it? You want to see if we can get this guy a bow in two weeks? Yeah, sure. So we, we burned some out a few times back then, but now, now I wouldn't do that for a guy just cause I'd be putting his order in front of, yeah, yeah. you know, a hundred, 150 other guys. So I'd feel bad about that. Yeah. No kidding. No kidding. I got a buddy that uh, actually the guy that turned me on to you guys, uh, his name's James. He's from Washington. Um, he's got a lot of your bows, man. I think he's probably got yeah. five, five bows maybe or something that you've built him. Okay. Yeah. The guy's yeah. A hard, dead, he's a dedicated Tolkien man and that guy. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Cool. Yep. Yeah. We, I think the, uh, I think the record holder has got 17 from us now. Do you guys make yeah. 17 different bows? Are they all different lengths? What's the deal? Poundage. Poundage? Yeah, different, yeah, yeah, different poundage, different, different couple, few different models. How can you shoot that many bows? And now he's getting up. Well, I don't know if he's still got them all, but that's how many he's ordered from, from us through the years. It's like a thing, man. You just fall in love with the wood bow. It's just, you, you just have this, like, you want to, like, when we were interviewing Wenger there, I was like, man, I wanted to get my hands on a, mm-hmm. on a, on a Palmer. And I wasn't trying to be disrespectful to him it's just that i love wood bow i love all wood bows i just want to try them all (laughs) yeah 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 i don't know it's just like the way my brain works though man like i can like dial into one bow one arrow and like get it rocking and get real consistent and that's it like yep and then and then 12 months later you'll be bored and ordering another one yeah and like (laughs) and like that be that being said though like I move through bows pretty quick. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't think I'll move through stick bows like I do with compounds because with compounds, you just sight it back in and you're fine with right. the stick bow. It's like you, you change point weight or something and it's like every I, I'm right screwed up. Like 
<laughs> I screwed a, like I'm running 225 in the front of my arrow right now, but it's mostly insert weight. So I can, I didn't have to change broadheads between my compound mm-hmm. and my stick bow because I was shooting iron wheels anyways. Um, yeah, that's a way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like all of my, um, my, uh, my, my insert and my collar and my broadhead all add up. Right. But, uh, I threw a 125 in the front of it and mm. it changed my point on. And I was like, okay, I'm screwed. Can't hit anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, I think guys that want to have backup bows and this is a, this is a big downfall for me is like, you can't have like two different bows and two different arrow setups. You want to have like, like you don't have to have the same bow, but you want to have pretty much the same speed, same arrow length and same yeah. And same weight because yep. as soon as you start changing weight and all that, and you change your speed, man, your point on changes and it throws you for a loop. Like it takes me a solid week or better to get my eyes freaking dialed back in or whatever. Yeah. Well, right now <laughs> yeah, I'm shooting like those sure. those super recurve limbs that are super fast. Like when I when I go when I go back to a wood bow here, it's going to be a big change. Like all my gaps are going to be different. Mm-hmm. No, I got a freaking I, space bow right now, though. Thing looks yeah, man. might as well be a compound. <laughs> you, yeah, you got Uka limbs on that. Yeah, yeah, that's sweet. Yeah, cool. How was uh, how's your yeah. Chinook feeling there, Jared? Oh, I'm shooting shooting it really good, really liking it. Yeah, I uh, I like I really like the draw curve you know, of, of the recurve, you know, uh, you know, recurve, it picks up more, you got more tension in the bottom and then it smoothens out on top. And, uh, I I've got customers that, you know, totally prefer one, one or the other. And I get along with both, but, um, yeah, really like the, the draw curve of that recurve real smooth on top. Really can feel my, uh, really can feel my shot on the top there and the the performance is sweet. You know, that's probably the the fastest bow we build. Um, been enjoying that and stretching it out a little further and having fun in the backyard at least. <laughs> yeah, man. That's awesome. Yeah, I love, I, I'm a big dude to be rocking a Chinook, like our 16 inch bow. That's yep. Chinook, that Chinook yeah. takes it pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. You're not feeling, feeling the stack yet on top. Are you? No, man, there's no stack with your guys' bows at all. Yeah, I don't find. yeah. You're you're getting close to it, but you shouldn't be. It's it's a pretty defined point on that Chinook. It's just it opens, it opens, and then there there's a stopping point, but it's it's a bit over 31. So like if you watch a video from the side of me shooting a Chinook with a 31 inch draw, them yeah. limbs, them limbs open. <laughs> yeah, amazing. well, that's that's the cool thing about the Chinook, you know, that it's a working tip recurve. So as you start to hit 28 and then especially if you pushing it back to a 60 inch back to uh 31 those tips tips start to lay out flat it's it's pretty sweet yeah but, uh, yeah. but i want to get my hands on some uh, different bows too but one day yep for sure for sure yeah i i still yep, don't you've been uh go ahead jared oh, i was just just gonna ask wacy you you've been shooting uh uh, a uh, you've been gap sh- gap shooting at all distances, or do you kind of transition when you get to uh, closer targets to instinctive? Um, yeah, like man, when I started, 
I just taught myself and I didn't know really what I was doing, but how I, how it's ended up in the end here is I'm zero to 20 is pretty like just gripping and ripping like instinctively. And then as soon as I hit even out to 25, but as soon as I hit 30, I start really like, I'm not closing one eye and aiming, but I like, I split vision kind of reference the arrow point all the way out to like, I was shooting 80 the other night and I used to same, like, I kind of know where the arrow's going to be. Yep, which is yep, fun, yep, which is on. funny, man. Cause like when I was talking to Snyder about it and he's like, tell me that's how he shoots. Yep. And he's had training from Clum, And I'm like, I never had training. I just kind of figured it out on my own. through a lot of trial right, and error. Right. It's just funny how we, me and Aaron, we both ended up in the exact same space, you know, like how we shoot is identical. Right. right. Yeah. And, and I mean, if, if you want that, like 40 yard point on that 20 and in stuff is, uh, that points points so far down there. You're better off just hanging on to that spot and and uh, yeah, gripping and ripping. But um, that's kind of what I do. And then, oh, 25. I'm definitely referencing, kind of referencing the arrow and and a little bit my uh, actually my leather strike plate. You know, is probably an inch tall or something. And I'll kind of reference that that's kind of the top of that's kind of my 30 yard, 30 yard mark. And then, uh, point on 40. Yeah. I'm pretty much, I'm pretty much like 40 and in for hunting situations. Yep. Um, Yep. Yeah. On a a moose, I shot, I shot a bull moose one time at 56, but or 50 oh, or 52 and yep. I didn't range him and I'm like, man, he looks at 45 and it was a good shot. But like, Sweet. I generally speaking do not, like I like to try and be 40 and in this kind of money. Right. Yep. 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 For sure. Yeah. And then when you're, when you're gap shooting, boy, I tell you the, the biggest thing that's helped me with that is, uh, when you, you anchor up at find your gap and set it. And then as you're bringing that tension on transfer to focusing on the spot, you gotta, you gotta set that gap, you know, looking at your point, but then you definitely gotta be focusing on that spot when you pull through and break that shot. Mm -hmm. I found too, with a 60 inch bow, it's a lot more agile and there's like, a lot of things happening. Like I cannot have a bad bow grip or I cannot pluck string because it, it, that bow is just so like, it is so touchy. It's not a real long distance shooter for a guy with my draw. I found like, yeah. Really- yeah. I think, you know, and that's, um, yeah, that's one thing I'd say, you know, if a guy's, if a guy's talking absolute best accuracy, you know, I will turn them on to that SS recurve. Um, it's got a lot more rigid limb, you know, and then four inches longer. Um, definitely, definitely gives a guy a little more forgiveness. Get some of that uh, string angle out of there. And yeah. It's small, but, but it's there. Yeah. No. So that's my shooting style. I don't know. Ty, how do you kind of, chucking out there i just try to hit the target basically <laughs> dude you know that uh, you know that james dean trick shooter guy yeah yeah oh my goodness yeah anyway 
he always like shoots whatever and then he looks at the camera and he says that's how it's done yep i was gonna make a spoof video where i'm like <laughs> just shoot those shoot the vitals on a deer and i'm like on, on a target and i'm like that's how it's done <laughs> i think you ought to launch launch one into the poplars and then look at the camera and say that's how it's done <laughs> Because that's the extent of my trick shooting right there. Oh, I was <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I just use my point for everything. Uh, I suck. Yes. No, I, I, yeah, no, I, I'm shooting a long arrow out of this bow right now, actually. So my point on is very, very close. It's like, I think uh, it worked out to 28 yards on that setup. Mm. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, but, yeah. uh, yeah, so I, I'm like I have my arrow in the sight picture um almost always right now. And um yeah, I'm like got my eye right on top of the arrow now, thanks to some help with Wacy. So yeah, no, I, I'm I'm always using my point and uh yep. basically gap shooting from from the start and it's going good. It's going really good actually. Um yeah. but uh yeah, no, it's cool. There was a yeah. there was a guy, what was that name, Trevor? Was it Trevor Thompson, the Navy SEAL guy? Yeah, yeah, Trevor. I was telling, that was kind of mentioned to you today. He was doing through the same thing. He had a little bit of a, a hiccup and he messaged me and he's like, man, my arrows are hitting left and I'm grouping left all the time. Yeah. And so we kind of, I asked him a bunch of questions. I'm going to get you your head position. A lot of guys don't realize that if the alignment of your eye to the arrow, if yeah. your eye is off of the arrow just a bit and you're anchoring, that way yeah mm. your arrows are gonna be off where you think you're supposed to be hitting right so i told him well, you got to play with your anchor you got to get your head back center and as soon, yeah. as, he did, as soon as he did that he was smoking the target a lot of yeah. guys don't realize that with your your head position to that arrow right yeah i changed my um i changed my brace height which i guess in turn in turn changed my string angle a bit or whatever um and yeah, it, uh, I, I I was way out. I was like, wait, I'm hitting three inches left. Like, send any photos of like perfect groups, like three inches left of where I was aiming. You're like, move your head, you idiot. Know, like, <laughs> you're uh, this Chinook. So I finally like sat down and like tuned some really nice arrows to it. And, and the knock height is the lowest I've ever had on any bow. Oh, really? Uh, and it, that to me, that to me just tells me that my tiller is correct for three hundred mm-hmm. at that at that draw length. And because yep. normally, normally, like most bows I've ever had, I'm always having to run my knock height a little bit higher to kind of correct. You can tell like your tiller maybe not totally correct, and so you're you're running a little higher with yours. It's just down mm-hmm. right where it needs to be, man. It works out really good. So I was like, damn, right on. Nice work by Jared on that one. <laughs> there's a couple things about uh about our building process that helps with the, the tiller a lot and not only you know tiller is is two things you got um you can make a bow measure correctly so you know like on a, a 300 bow both limbs measure and balance correctly but that doesn't mean that they're when you let go of the string that they're going to close at the same time you know if uh, if uh, if a guy has to mess around and a lot with a bow balancing that tiller, you can end up with a bow that measures right, but still one limb can advance ahead of the other one. And uh, one of the things in our in our in our uh, pressing process and and building our blocks um, really helps in that. Yeah, no, uh, like your guys' craftsmanship is next level. Appreciate it, it, man. 
I'm a Tolkien man. When uh, <laughs> did you hear they're going to start drilling their risers for elevated rests? <laughs> you probably, well, I don't know if he would. Dan would probably freak out. Yeah, I think oh it. man, uh, I hate drilling holes in bows, man. That's awful. Wait, wait, wait till I start posting photos of the bow that you're building, me, Jared. Yeah, yep. No, it's trouble. I know. I you should know. make me sign like a like an NDA before you ship it. Right, right. Just be like, you talk about it, but don't you show know. anybody. No pictures. No. Have pictures. you like uh, you just don't want to shoot off the shelf tire? But I don't know, man. I just like I, I I I've shot a handful of recurves off the shelf, and uh, I'm I just I'm shooting this bow that I have right now really 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 well, but it like the bow doesn't speak to me. Like I don't think the bow is cool. Like it's like uh, it's like buying a Mazda Miata because it's good on fuel. You know. It's like, it's just, yeah. it's not cool. It's not cool. Like, I don't want anybody to ever take a photo of me, like leaning against this thing in the woods. Like, yep, there's Ty and show it to my kids. Like 40 years <laughs> later, they'll be like, what is that ugly bow? That thing is an abortion. Like, that thing is terrible. But if I have like a cool wood bow, then it'll look cool too. Right. Right. Then you'll be wanting to take pictures of it. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Post yeah. on the internet, wreck, wreck everything. <laughs> You know, and in a, a big hole in the bow and yes. elevated, yes. elevated screw rest would not help that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's pretty on, on, uh, it's pretty like stealth. Like people wouldn't notice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually just um, really like the, I, I really like, I really like a, a springy rest. They're, they're really nice, but. Yeah, yeah, that's good. It's I have good. to, I have to admit, of all the bows I've owned and everything I've shot, I've never ever has shot a rest off of a a stick bow, ever. You know what I was actually thinking <laughs> yep. about doing yep. just to mess with you, AC, yep. was like bolting up like a ham ski and putting like a spot hog sight and putting a peep in my <laughs> in my stick bow on that because it's all drilled and everything for it on that i, I think you got to be the first guy to put a drop away rest in it that's what i'm saying yeah dude <laughs> i should actually do that you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna do that and i'm just gonna start posting it on instagram and like taking taking uh, taking like uh, uh like all the hardcore trad guys yeah I was going to say, you, you know, you've made it when you get as much hate mail as uh, Snyder does. Oh, buddy. People <laughs> would lose it. Cause I would tag them in it though, too. I'd be like tra right. <laughs> traditional bow hunters only on Instagram. Yeah, you know? Some of the, some <laughs> of the Instagram shit that you see for like bow tuning is fucking oh, yeah. brutal, man. Yeah. Is that there was a guy Ty sent me the post? <laughs> what did he do? He like drew, drew his he left his bow at full draw for 24 hours, yeah. So the string would settle into the grooves or what? something, yeah. I'm like, how good is how good is that for your limbs to leave them loaded for that? Does nothing hours? for your string, your string has more tension on it at brace than it does at full draw, yeah. Yeah, no, it was it was weird. It was weird. Uh, I, I actually don't even remember who that was, thankfully. But um Yeah. This is uh, the kind of stuff you stumble across. You know what funny. the thing that really you know what really grinds my gears? Um <laughs> is uh on Instagram you see a lot of dudes that are like like giving a lot of archery advice that like can't hit the broad side of a barn and don't kill nothing. Right. Like right. Let's just like go back to fundamentals and get people like hitting stuff for starters. 
Right. Right. And then you, you got guys out there that say, well, my, you know, my such and such longbow likes this spine arrow. So your recurve that's five pounds heavier and, you know, significantly faster and cut way past center, it should shoot the same arrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, 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 wait, wait a second, guys. Just because they're both, you know, both in the 50, 55 pound range doesn't mean that this guy's going to shoot the same arrow as you. Yeah. And we, we, we get some customers call up. Oh my goodness. My, my 40 pound bow will not a 40 pound long bow will just, I cannot get it to tune with these two fifties. We sold you those. What do I do with those? I don't know. <laughs> Is trad gang still a thing? Yeah. Get rid of them. Yeah, man. What's uh isn't there an arrow brand too where the label the the arrows are labeled like 250, 350, 450, but that's not the actual spine of the arrow that you're buying. Um you know what's amazing is that quite a few of the carbon arrows are not the spine they say. Um the majority of them are stiffer than what they say yeah but then there's some like um i shot for a while gt trad classics and mm -hmm. they were a cool arrow but i uh i had my arrow builder he would bust like 10 dozen and spine sort them because they had a little bit of spine variance spine sort out a dozen and i was shooting a dozen that was like uh oh what were they they were they were 500s Oh crap. Now I'm not going to remember what they were. Um, no, they were 400s, but they actually spined like 440. Um, mm. anyhow, they, 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 uh, they ran, ran quite a bit soft, but, uh, as long as you knew that it wasn't a big deal, but yeah, if you grab, you know, you grab this, this company's 400 and that company's 400, um, that's, it's not, uh, it's not guaranteed that they're both going to tune this and then guys got to remember too, if you grab a 400 skinny and a 400, uh, five sixteenths, they're not going to tune the same out of your bow, you know, cause the one's going to sit closer to center. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. I like that. Uh, that, two, that two four ID is kind of like a money. That's just money size for me on the shaft. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of good things going for that. And with a, any kind of collar on them, they're just, bulletproof yeah didn't you end up going wasn't it axis you said jared yeah yeah i um i went with uh just the black axis cool and uh made some custom isn't it made some custom yeah toll key collars for it i did i did <laughs> i i am i told you i'm cheap man i I dug through the arrow bucket, found some aluminum arrows that fit. And, uh, what I do is I just lop them all off like an inch, uh, inch and a quarter maybe, and throw them in the drill press real quick. Just grab a file, square both ends, and then just put a bevel on the back of them and epoxy them on the, on the front there. And they're, they're bulletproof. I, like I got it. like, <laughs> that, that's what I mean. I man. That's what I mean. The guys that make do with what they got. That's what I love. Like, cause money yeah. can't man, yeah. money. A yeah. lot of guys no, use money to get their way, like in the hunting, like, you know, buying everything, but some guys just make do with what they got, man. It's the best. Yeah. yeah. And, and it, if you, if you got $10 in there into an arrow versus 18 or 20 
and there's a coyote across the river and you want to shoot an arrow at him. I tell you what, that, that $10 arrow versus $20 arrow, I'll send that 10 bucks, but a $20 <laughs> bill, I ain't going to take the shot and I'll be bummed. You know, <laughs> I think 20 is on the cheap end. Ty, what are your arrows? I don't for? want to talk about them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, geez. Oh, geez. Yeah. yeah. See, like, there's man, nothing. I, if I get one of them shots, it's like, I'm probably not getting this arrow back, but I'm sending it, man. Ask, ask what he's, I was, moping, I was moping around Southern Alberta. I was like, man, maybe we should go back there and look for some of them arrows. <laughs> There'll be like, <laughs> there'll be somebody, there'll be somebody in like 2000 years, like dig up these, all these iron wheels. Yeah. They'll be like, yeah, man, this guy was shooting arrows all over the prairie. Yeah. <laughs> this guy was everywhere. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't, I don't know. My, yeah, my, arrows my, is like a rabbit hole. I don't even yeah. know if my setup's that much money. I guess it is. Yeah, it is. I was going to try to start justifying like think, it, so but say I can't. You do, say you did like a light at knock and a shaft. Shafts are what? 10 bucks? Mm-hmm. I don't shoot. I don't shoot average. lit knock. So yeah. I shoot, I shoot an axis shaft, um, actually, or a black Eagle rampage. I'm shooting rampages out of my stick now. Um, I'm shooting an iron wheel insert and collar. And what are they? They're like, I don't know. Are they like, I think they're 30 bucks or something for a half dozen. I'm not sure. And then, yeah, I mean, that's really the expense is the, uh, is the components, right? Okay. The collar, the collars are 34 bucks for six, 35 bucks for six and 20 bucks for the inserts. So yeah. Yeah. That adds up. Yeah. Good. Really, 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 really good stuff. But yeah, yeah. That, that ends up the col- collar too. You know, if you, if you really dig into how that works, the collar is where it's at. The inserts, the inserts kind of just there. Um, yeah. And that's why I just went with the a brass insert to get my weight up. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't have to shoot real heavy points. I could shoot normal point, point weight. And then, then I, I thought about the collars for a bit. But uh, when my arrows showed up, I put the aluminum yeah. sleeves on them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like like that iron wheel setup, like on my on my stick bow, I'm using a hundred grain insert, right? So it's like a real heavy insert. And then I'm using the big 25 yep. grain um stainless collar that he makes. And the thing's like I've literally driven the thing straight into a rock. Like yeah. and, and it's like yeah. just bounces off the rock and bend the arrow and you're good to go. Thing, mm-hmm. things insane like i i have a field point in my quiver right now that's all mushroomed up i haven't even bothered changing it <laughs> yep. yeah yeah man arrows have come a long ways but it's hard like you don't want to be stumping chickens with like a 40 dollar yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. yeah yeah well, I, or I was, I was telling ty the other day i i uh smoked a rock chuck but <laughs> that's a good story he made, made it down the hole with my dang arrow <laughs> uh, shoot i know like it, for in alberta we have the alberta bow hunters association and then they have this awards program you gotta collect all your small game and this and that so one of the things is like you got to get a coyote or a wolf or a predator right mm-hmm. and uh, i had a buddy that <laughs> he shot a coyote out of his tree standing, he was deer hunting, and the coyote 
he didn't realize like the coyote's den was right there, so he shot it, and the coyote went down in the. With the <laughs> oh no! Didn't claim it. So he didn't get the coyote and his arrow both. Times. Oh shoot! Bummer. <laughs> How do you not get a pass through through a coyote though? Uh, I don't know. Garbage setup. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. Should yeah. I do I ruin another sponsorship here or no? Just let it ride. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. <laughs> good. Oh <laughs> uh, man. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I I I think like the only the only animal that I've gotten an arrow hung up in was I had shot a blacktail with an iron will and punched straight through it. And then he was standing there about to tip over and I was like, ah, he might run. I don't know. He's not falling over. Okay. So I sent another arrow at like, I think it was 30 yards was the second arrow. And I shot him with a mechanical and it, I don't know if it deployed weird, weird or what, but it like, I don't know. It ended up between his hide and his body. And it was like, had like the weirdest sound ever when it hit, like it hit. And I was like, that's not good. And the thing just took off. But uh, that was the only arrow that I've never had like zip right through that, that hit uh, where it was supposed to, like not hitting like the knuckle of a animal or something, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, I'm not, I'm not really a mechanical guy though, either. Like I, I've, I've shot one ever and I don't know. I'm too scared now. Yeah. Rage, rage in the cage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Give me yeah, one of them. If you listen to, oh, I was just going to say, if you've listened to or looked at Bill from Iron Wills, uh, any of his stuff and the the mechanical versus the, the single blade head, uh, it'd be pretty hard to shoot a mechanical. Yeah. Like even after having him on here, when we talked to him, I was like, man, you're like, like I, I didn't need the case to be made, but like, okay definitely definitely staying staying with a fixed Dude, blade you know 30 pounds of force 30 pounds of force versus 450 yeah but like that's, talk, that's a big difference. but like talk to some of these guys i mean i got buddies that shoot rage and like try to yeah. tell them like this is garbage like it's a garbage head like you want to use all your energy to open a head like yeah they work i guess but I'm just like yeah, them know. guys are loyal, man. Like they're loyal. <laughs> like rage guys are loyal to rage. Yeah, like that's yep. that's their head. Yeah, yep. I, I guess. Oh th- man, you see the ads. I was just gonna say, you see the ads for that stuff, and those these people are shooting eighty pound compounds into whitetail, and the arrow goes smack, and it gets about eight inches of penetration, and you're like, that's not good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> why Real is bad. an advertisement? That's not. How is it supposed to happen? <laughs> but I th- go ahead, go ahead. I was just gonna say I think Bill is making waves, and not only Bill, like other good fixed blade companies coming out. Yeah, because like I seen a thing on uh, a hunting show the other day, and they were talking about how Rage, you know, they shoot bull moose with them, and like they did this big advertisement. So I think it's like <clears throat> fixed blades are making waves. I mean, that's always been a thing, right? You sure. either shoot fixed or you shoot. Yeah, I tell you though, it, getting getting the compound guys going on the fix that was a that was a big deal, and uh, I think Bill had a lot to do with that. Yeah, yeah, I for hadn't sure. seen that until recently. Um, what I was going to say is just like we work so hard for our stinking opportunities in the mountains, you know. Like, I can't imagine like 
spending spending days and days and days for that chance and then shooting something with with something that you're not i mean for me anyways not 100 percent confident in right it's like it's like shooting a bullet you you haven't had the best luck with or something i don't know just yeah. i i just can't justify it you know yeah it's not it's that's everything man it's like yeah you work hard for it time away from family your fuel your everything man like it all comes down to that moment you know so yeah what do you what do you uh what do you put the, sure. what do you what do you weigh your odds on i don't know i know what i put my odds on yeah yeah i don't know for me too hunting season is so valuable you know like that 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 time like it, like for me when i'm like working my way down the down the schedule and like I'm like, okay, if I cross this off, then I don't do this hunt. If I cross this off, then I do this instead, you know? And then like, like as I work through it and like, I have to remember to be present, but at the same time, I'm like, I, I, I want more opportunity and I want more opportunity by being successful at this one. And like, I, I don't want to spend days looking for animals and stuff. Mm-hmm. Some of the most, real, some of the most uh, successful guys I know are just relentless. Like they'll just relentless. They'll just walk and walk. <laughs> like they, they just give it 150% all the time. Yeah. They never get, they never just stop. They go right tell the buzzer every time. That's how I've killed everything, man. It's not with skill, just by being stupid, just walking and walking <laughs> and not quitting, like being stubborn, you know? I mean, yep. look at when we were in Alberta that last day, I relocated the same deer like four times. I was like, I'm killing one of you. And you're like, dude, I got to go to work. I'm like, dude, I got to kill one of these things. <laughs> This year, you I, going I, I should uh, host Jared. No, oh, freaking borders closed. I don't know if you can. Me. Let me let me look it up while you, while while <laughs> Jared was just asking if if we're going this year. I'll look it up while you guys chat. I think we're going. Uh, we're going the same time as Lander, like with Primitive. So, oh yeah, cool. I think we're going to be there like October thirteenth or something. Hey, Ty, it's going to be cold as balls. It's going to suck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It could be. It could be. It can go both ways that time of year. Yeah, no, it'll be good. Um, we're going to go in there and hopefully, I told Ty, I really want to, I really want to hit it hard this year and come out of there with a couple of Danny's if we can. Yeah, that's, that. that's got to be so entertaining. I mean, even, I mean, you'd like to kill one, but at least you're, at least you're seeing bucks and going on stocks every day. Yeah. Yeah. Me and Ty seen it. Me and Ty seen a deer that one night. Remember Ty? Like it was like, Oh yeah. Five minutes of legal light left. And he was standing out there with that doe. Remember like I hoofed it? <laughs> yeah. Ty's like, drop me off. But like, he's like 200 something inch deer. I, we never did pick that. We never did pick that deer up again. No, we? no, we never saw him again. Remember no, he, like, he, he crossed right in front of me at like 60 yards and uh I was like that's uh, the, that that was that was the biggest year ever ever like that was insane but that's just yeah, like just to get to see that wow yeah well it's like everybody's like oh it's a prairie well we you had a deer that's like 210 inch and he just vanished yeah <laughs> like we we couldn't we mm-hmm. like we like the next day man we spent whatever how many hours tie on the glass 10 probably like, and like hitting every base and within freaking five square miles of where we seen him. Yeah. And we could not pick wow. that deer up again. Like he was like, wow, he was there. I just, we just couldn't pick him up, man. I don't know. Yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah, man. Um, that place is cool. I, 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 that's going to be something that we do every year. Hayways. Yeah. Oh yeah. I definitely like, it's always been, everybody's got like their own mule deer spot. Right. And I've always wanted one and mule deer was never on my list. I just didn't really care. I was always chasing whitetails, but I'm like, I really want to get in my, a mule deer spot. We got one now. So we're going to just, I want to make it a yearly thing. For yeah. Sure. It's nice too that like, right that like me, you and Chad went and, kind of worked on it together too you know it's like it's more fun when you when you go hunt the same spot with your same buddies every year right yeah it was a good time i can i'm pretty sure i can host yeah i just looked it up yeah you can you can yeah tyler he's he's got this trick he's like so you're gonna come up here and you're gonna hunt with us i'm I'm, you gotta come up and hunt with us But you can't. Yeah, no, I know. I know. I, uh, I, I was, I was convinced that we would be able to host you here in BC. And then I started looking and we, we can't actually host, um, we can't host aliens in non-resident yeah, that, aliens. That's why you're hunting so good. It must be, but in Alberta, in Alberta, we're allowed to, a resident's allowed to host. So cool. but like a Jared, just go to like the sweet grass border just above you and like, <laughs> I'll meet you on that road. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. My buddy was up there last year and he said, he calls me and he says, there's a 175 inch whitetail that beds like 200 yards from the road every flipping day. (laughs) And he just sits over there. (laughs) I I was like, man, you got to find somebody on the other side to run him across for you. (laughs) (laughs) You probably could probably find some Canadian. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Those, those bucks though, man, in that open country, I mean, like I said, they, they not only figure out how to survive to, you know, those muleys hitting 200 inches up there and then survive another year running around with headgear like that. That's, that's impressive. Cause anybody who sees that buck is definitely looking for him. Yeah. yeah. Buddies that I got buddies that, uh, hunt early like early september man like opening day september one they're down there and they're in the crops with these deer like all them big, big muleys will bed in like canola crops and wheat crops and stuff and they go in there and, and kill them like that i'm not saying that's easy like by no means right but mm-hmm. um i think you take away the crops like when we go in that mid-october and then deer like them deer heat up and they're living in them prairies man it's a different it's a different animal trying to get close Oh man. Well, in those, in those tall crops, those guys get close, but man, I haven't, uh, I haven't seen too many of them get a great, you know, great shot opportunities. So yeah, they're just blow up out of there. <laughs> I did a podcast the other day with, um, uh, guy, Lauren Trousdale. Uh, he's a photographer here in BC. He's actually a fireman too. Cool, cool cat, but he killed a, um, one of the BC record uh, archery blacktails here, but he shot it on a blueberry farm and he was oh, saying, yeah, I listened to that. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. Super cool. Right. And he, uh, um, he was saying, I can't remember if it was on the podcast or after, but he was saying he hunted it for like months and months and months just to get a shot opportunity because it's like, if you, drop into the right row the wrong row you can't you can't cross rows right so like he'll, he'll be two or three rows away and it's not like you can sneak through them quietly right 
Mm. Yeah. Weird. Super. I wasn't kidding. I wasn't kidding either when I was like, man, I'd be eating blueberry. <laughs> wouldn't it be hot? <laughs> wouldn't it be hot? I'd just be <laughs> fat, fat kid problems. I, I, could, I could bring my boy with me hunting there. He'd actually be quiet for once. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty excited to bring uh bring my eldest daughter hunting here. Like right yeah. now, she'll do like I, I I bring her road hunting right now, right? Like we just go right. cruise roads and stuff this time of yeah. year for bears. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, I'm pretty excited to get, get her to the point where we can like sit a blind or some, something together, you know? Yeah. But my, my little boy, he's almost five. He'll be five this next week, man. I can't get him to shut up. I, I would love to take him out hiking around and hunting, but that kid, he talks nonstop and he is loud. <laughs> <laughs> That's we awesome. Did, we got in a fun one a couple of years ago. Uh, my, my wife wanted to shoot a buck. She's like, you're, you're just looking for, looking for some big old, big old stinky muley. We need some meat. I said, well, you shoot one then. Okay. I'll shoot one. So <laughs> awesome. we we do that, that same deal. It's like, okay, we had a, uh, what a two or three year old and a yeah, two year old. We had a two year old and a five year old. And, uh, I'm like, oh crap, how are we going to pull this off? You know? So we take a couple, a little walks and of course they're just jabbering the whole time so we're idling out of this spot and this bucks up on up on a hillside and i'm like here's here's our chance let's let's slide one in the truck here's your meat buck you know and uh so we slip about 50 yards away from the truck and she makes a great shot with a little little rifle puts his buck down and uh i turn and i give the kids a thumbs up in the truck and I thought they were going to tear my truck apart getting out of that truck. They were screaming and yelling and clawing and trying to get out of their car seats. Man, they were so jacked. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> my little guy, he runs up there, gets up that buck, and he just digs his fingers into the hide and just grins, man. He was like, this is awesome. That's so awesome. <laughs> I, think, I think you have photos on your personal Instagram of it, right? Oh yeah, I should. Yeah, I'll 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 send you. I got some pretty good ones. That's him, awesome. Him when he first got up to that buck, it was it was something else. So I, I really want to get him out and get him on some, get him on some hunts. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Your kids are into it, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. My my daughter, for I sure. took her this year. Yeah. She was twelve this year, so I got her. She did her hunter safety, and we got her. I went and bought her a youth two forty three, and uh, we nice. we practiced with it. And we went out, and I had like a like an old deer. He was probably, he went in and score real good, but he was 150, maybe. Class. <laughs> oh and, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> a white tail. Yeah. Really? Oh, and, and, uh, <laughs> and he was about, he was about, it was a little bit far. It was about 200. And, uh, I said, I said, just put it on him. Cause I run, I was running her about at 200 yards. I sighted her gun in about an yeah. inch and a half high or whatever it was. I said, just put it on him. And she, she put it on him and then she took it off. <laughs> she put it on him and then she took it off. He wasn't going anywhere. He was just out there feeding in this field. And I'm like, well, okay. I'm like, if you don't feel comfortable, don't shoot. She's like, oh, I don't feel very comfortable. And we'll, I'm like, well, let's see if he gets closer. And I, and I had like a field scrape set up that was kind of pulling bucks in and bucks would come in and scrape about 80 yards from the blind. And he did, he came to it, but it was just after legal light and we never got a, never got a shot. So and then after that, it was kind of the, 
never worked out, but I, I kind of feel bad. I hope she didn't lose interest in hunting. Like, you know, I was yeah. hoping her, I was hoping her to get something right. So yeah, at least she got in on that, that excitement, you know, got that blood pumping. Yeah. Just a 150 inch buck. No big deal. Alberta is oh different, God. right? Yeah. Alberta is just yeah, a different so place. Like, <laughs> yeah, like it's, we're like, we are very like, we are very committed to the uh, <clears throat> letting them go, letting them grow mentality. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Like I will hang my tag on a Christmas tree every year if I cannot yeah. kill an older, an older deer. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You know, most, <laughs> most, uh, most of the white tail down here, they don't, they don't get to see, see 150 inches. <laughs> Not on public land. Most of them don't anyway. I, yeah, I shot, I, I don't know what you call a six point. Yeah. I shot a six point white tail last year. He was not 150. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I remember, I remember my dad was with me when I shot, I shot 180 inch deer a couple of, yeah, when, 2018 or something. Oh man. And my dad is with me and he's like, man, he ain't that good. I'm like, dad, that's a big deer. <laughs> He's like, I think he's like, I think there's better here. I'm like, yeah, I think there maybe could be, but I'm like that. We're like sitting there discussing this. I'm like, like, dad, that's a pretty good deer. He's like, well, shoot it then. If you think it's that good. And I'm like, okay. So I I shot it. So like, it's like very, like, very, like Alberta's very focused on, well, I shouldn't say we all are, but a lot of the guys I know are very geared towards age structure on deer i yep. mean there's yep. some guys no, shoot. that's neat if they're if they're around you know i mean you know i'm all about that man lengthen your season out and hunt a little harder i uh i hate shooting a deer on opening day man that's that's like the worst kill killing one early and then your season's over yeah yeah i don't yeah. know not, not me not in pc i'm like I'm trying to kill stuff as fast as possible in season. I'm trying to work through it. <laughs> I like it. I, yeah. uh, at last year I was trying to kill a black tail, a mule deer and a white tail in one season. And I had them all. I, I had the muley dead. I had the white tail dead and I had the black tail dead to race with my stick and I shot over its back. And, oh, oh, yeah, it was annoying. Yeah, yeah. No, see, I got, I generally, last year i had a couple other deer tags but generally i have one deer tag yeah you were saying so that before like, that's wild yeah, so i got yeah i got i got my one buck tag so and i got forever to use it i got you know a month and a half of bow season a month and a half of general season and then there are some late seasons i don't take advantage of them usually but anyhow so yeah shooting shooting a buck it's kind of like well um now what am I going to do? You know, especially I don't get too thrilled about hunting elk once the rut's over. Um, so I do, I do like hunting, hunting those mule deer all the way to the end of season and through yeah. the rut though. So yeah, it's, it's always hard for me to, I'll see a, a pretty decent buck with my bow and it's just hard for me to get excited about going after him. Cause I'm like, man, I want to, I want to hunt the whole season, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, post rut, I find post rut for muley really fun too, though. You know, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I got to ask you, your, your mule deer spot. Yeah. Just, I'm not going to ask you that anything too important here, but um, <laughs> how far, how far 
do your mule deer in your spot go from winter to summer? Uh, 40 to 60 miles. Dude, that's awesome. So we've got a, such a different, uh, different groups of mule deer over here where I'm at. And it's probably cause it's not like their historical grounds. Right. But yeah. around me, I could probably point out like six or eight different populations of mule deer around me that I've, I've messed with and hunted. And, you know, a lot of them, it's like in the summertime, they're at the tops of these ridges and at the wintertime they're at the bottom and it might be six miles. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. And, um, I know a lot of deer that I've hunted, um, where they're at in October is where they'll drop their antlers in January. Oh, wild. Yeah. And it might be six or 7,000 feet and they just, they, they move, they might have been a little higher in a little different spot, you know, in August, but they'll settle into those spots sometime, you know, around the rut mm -hmm. and, uh, and they'll just stay there. And then there might be, I mean, there, there's probably still four or five feet of snow up there now, and, and they might drop down now. I don't know, but they're, uh, they, uh, they seem to still be up there when they drop their antlers. So pretty, pretty interesting. And like I said, in the, all the different groups around me, I'll do a little different thing, you know, where they, they might migrate, you know, down a ridge a ways, you know, and be maybe seven or 8,000 in the summertime and down to maybe 4,000 feet elevation in the, in the harsher winter. But, uh, all, all the groups, every one of them around me, I feel like does a very different thing, but none of them do that big migration. Like, like the, they do in uh, a lot of the areas, you know, they talk about the Wyoming and yeah. Colorado mule deer and stuff. Yeah, um, and um, also I don't feel like our, our, our populations, they don't mix. So we've got very distinct genetics, you know, I mean, I can go really pretty close areas. I mean, drive, you know, 40 minutes or something and being a very different genetic group. Yeah. Deer, pool. You know? Yeah. 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 I mean, like, like the spot that I hunt, um, I think that is a pretty, pretty extreme migration. Um, that being said, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of cool studies that you can look up the, 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 te the telemetry data from, from those collared migration studies. Have you ever looked at that stuff? It's super cool. Yeah. Yeah. For the like Wyoming ones in Colorado and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Wyoming, they're in BC. Um, I think I haven't seen the BC ones. Yeah. The BC ones are cool because BC is super weird in the way that, um, like it's, it's one of the few places, like when you drive through BC, like if you start down on like the Southwest coast and like <laughs> drive to say the opposite corner of the province, you'll like mm -hmm. start in like, you know, coastal rainforest and then go into like, it, it turns into like desert and then it turns into this and that and this and that and all, all kinds of different mm -hmm. stuff. Right. It's like, um, right. so, so there's all these different populations of deer and they all look different and they all act different. Like, even though they're all just mule deer, you mm. know, it's pretty, oh, yeah. oh, it's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty, pretty much like Montana. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really neat to look at though, but yeah. Um, I don't know, kind of what you're, you're describing, like with some of those, those sort of 
uh, local herds of mule deer. I mean, there's a few places around here that I hunt that are like that too, where I don't think the deer actually ever move off. I think they summer, yeah. winter and everything in between in the same spot. Yeah, I mean, like yeah. my, my black tail spots are like that. Like I get mm-hmm. deer on camera all, all year in those places. Right. Which is, I mean, that, right. that's, it's a little different where I am too. Like you and Wace still both have weather. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I had two inches of snow this morning. Yeah. Yeah. I think like a lot of the fronts that we get, you guys get too. Cause I just had two inches of snow the day before that. So Did you? Yep. yep. I, I yeah. had to run to the store. I had to run to the store and buy sunscreen for my kids today. So. Uh, well, I got, I got a sunburn the day before that was, <laughs> and I, I was sweating. So yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. It just changes fast this time of year. But, yeah. Is, um, Mon- does Montana's have any, uh, Ty's got me, <laughs> Ty's got me saying that now. <laughs> when we were down South Mealy hunting, he's always like, we're going to eat at Montana's tonight or what? And I'm like, <laughs> but anyway, does Mont does Montana's have uh, any moose hunting here? Or? Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's probably kind of a once in a lifetime draw, you know? Um, I mean, it's most of the, most of the areas, the odds are pretty low. And then the, the populations have really dropped, um, in the last 15 years. So, um, yeah, odds of pulling a tag are, are pretty slim. Um, same yeah. with our goat, goat and sheep. Those are our big, um, you can't apply again, uh, within seven years of, of drawing. And, uh, and even then, I mean, the odds of, of pulling any of them twice is are pretty slim. My dad's been putting in for sheep for 40 years. He still hasn't got a sheep tag. Mm, That's tough. That sucks. Yeah. 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 So I should, uh, get you up. You know, it'd be kind of cool, man. It gets your old man up one year to come hunt bull moose in the general season. Oh man. Oh man. Yeah that'd be fun he get he gets kind of he gets excited but he doesn't doesn't show it it's fun to get him i called him in a, a bull elk a couple of years ago and uh man I, I thought i thought the bull was smoked i called i called this bull in and put him in it put it right in his lap and i should have killed the bull after the bull started moving off and i didn't get an arrow in him anyhow uh, i walk up there and i'm like what happened and he's trying to tell me the story and he's got an arrow on the rest and the arrow's just bouncing, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, yeah, man. No, I know. I know. Uh, I'm kind of like really been in the moose the last handful of years because I'm kind of worried that they're gonna take the general season away from us. So I'm just trying oh, to, yeah. I'm just trying to kill as many big bulls as I can on a general tag, and then oh, that's got to be so fun. Once it switches to. Uh, once it switches to draw for everything, not saying it would, but it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like, well, you know, it's, uh, it's all over. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And, and elk will always be elk will always in my mind will always be there for a general tag. Right. Right. Yeah. But, but no, that, that calling those moose in, that's just what an opportunity, man. That's so fun. They're badass too, right? Like they don't care. They'll just run yeah. over if they don't like it. Yeah. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, no, it's good. Uh yeah, but 
So moose is a yeah, because like it seems like the lower forty eight man, like just moose hunting in general, it just seems like it's a once in a lifetime tag for everybody. I don't know if there's any yep. state any states that have a real liberal season. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I I seen some pictures. I think it was Snyder posted or video of some moose in Colorado. That'd be Shiras. And like nice yep. bulls, man. Like he had a couple cow- he had oh, a couple yeah. cows with him. I was like, damn, I'd, <laughs> I'd like to get in on that, but I don't think it's yep. uh yeah. Yeah. I, I think I think you there, Ty? Yeah, I'm gonna turn into a pumpkin here, boys. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, we can shut it. How long we've been on? Hour and a half. Oh, let's shut her down and whatever. Yeah, I want to get into more Mealy stories and stuff with Jared. So that's another excuse to come back on here and do the. Uh, there you go. Uh, uh, there you everybody go. keeps asking Jared to have you on like a lot more. So we're going to try. Oh, cool. Right we, I'd like to try and do it like once a month for sure if we can. That'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Some. Yeah. Someday we can we can break into more bow stuff or more shooting stuff or whatever. I hate or asking just you. Hunting. I hate I, asking I just you about work. Oh, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I like talking bows. Yeah, right. They're fun. Yep. Yep. Okay, no. boys. Well, hey, thanks for thanks for doing it, Jared. That was awesome. You bet. You bet. Good to talk to you guys. And yeah, you too. Send some pictures when you kill a bear. Yeah, yeah I, I, out. I will for sure. You got nothing yeah. out yet? We got, we got a few, a few for Spartan. No, man. I went out last night. And she's all quiet. Yeah. 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 We, we got a couple poking out. I saw a couple of tracks and, uh, the area I went to on Thursday, a guy killed the bear there Saturday morning. So there's, they're starting to pop out, but we're, we're still, it won't be good for another two or three weeks. So, yeah, I just yeah. sent you a photo of a bear, Jared. I, it's like, Oh yeah. It's pretty weird looking bear. Hey, ways. Yeah, he just looks skinny, right? Like, just got to get some weight on. Yeah. I don't know. What, Is it th- from this year? Yeah, it's from today. It's from today. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and he's, a, he's just standing in a weird weird position, too. But, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, probably a five-and-a-half-foot bear or something. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There's some big beer. There's some big There's some big beers. There's some big bears in there, yeah. Big bears. Yeah. So. <laughs> cool. Yeah, man. Heck yeah. Okay, boys. Well, let's uh let's wrap this thing. All right, man. Yeah, have a good one, guys. Good to talk to you. Thanks, Jared. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. If you want to support the podcast, please check out the gear on our website at www.wildernesslocals.net. 